Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. Pray this morning that this message and this moment in your presence would be a breakthrough moment. I pray, Lord God, in this church and in people's lives this morning, something would shift us in Jesus' name. Amen. You can take your seats. Just, Ben, keep playing beautifully for a little while there. So I preached this message in the first service, but I don't really know how far I'm going to get with it in this service because God's been uh, really speaking to me as I sat there. And I'm, I'm actually going to start and tell you a little bit of my story and why. Because um, I know that God has uh, placed upon my life the gift of a breakthrough agent, as Lisby was saying, which is uh, bizarre because that's what I was going to say. Um, so I, I'm just flowing with the Spirit of God here this morning. And... Um, So my story is that I was born as the baby of a gang rape and given away at 10 days old, adopted as a child, um, etc., etc. Was adopted into a beautiful Christian home, so really I've had a blessed life. Um, (laughs) But out of my story, as Lisby said, I birthed City Hearts. And um, in the last five years, we've rescued three and a half thousand people from modern day slavery, which is just the most incredible thing but that's not what I've I've said that to say that's what's come out of my story but what I do know about my life is that God has given me um, the anointing of a deliverer both physically and spiritually and so every week we deliver people physically and every week we deliver people spiritually and I just felt God drop it into my heart this morning that this meeting is really going to shift something Um, that I've come on assignment. And I just felt as I was sitting there this morning that I have an assignment in the Spirit today and it makes me feel very, very responsible at this moment that I have an assignment in the Spirit. And I was just writing stuff as I was sitting in my seat this morning and it was like over this house that I saw this like, you know, in London that they have the tube system, the, the underground train system. You cannot see it. But you can feel it when you stand on certain street corners um, in certain buildings. You can actually feel the underground underneath you. And I felt by the Spirit of God to say to you as a house this morning that there is an underground train. And that God is doing things in the Spirit under this house and under your lives that currently you can't see. And all you can feel is the rumble under your feet. But I felt that that God wanted to say to you, both as a house and as people this morning, that God is moving on your behalf. And you may not understand it logically in your head what God is doing in both your life as a house and your life as individuals. But God wants to remind you that He never slumbers nor sleeps. He never stops in His work. And I can almost feel as I'm standing here under my feet, the rumble of the Spirit of God that he's up to something very, very big and very, very influential. When I started City Hearts, which is one of the reasons I've shared, started it 15 years ago, we started with one house and one girl. 
there are now 175 staff. Like this is, this is, this keeps me awake at night. <laughs> the staff keep me awake more than the people that we rescue, to be fair. And I had no idea the rumble that was under my story. I had no idea of the influence that God was giving us. And I want to prophesy over your house this morning that you have no idea of the influence that God is going to give you. You've got, you actually, no, 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 listen to me this morning. C3. You've got no idea of the influence that God is going to give you. And I can see, oh goodness, it's all just coming. I'm not going to be able to preach. (laughs) I can see you too. I've got another word for you, but this is an extra special addition word here. I can see you walking into places in suits, which doesn't come easily to either of you. I can see you walking into places with people in suits and with people that you would not naturally mix with. And I can actually see you, Lisby, going into a shop thinking, what am I going to wear? Um, I've been in moments like that, like when I had cocktails in the Russian embassy. That was a moment like that. And I stood between the Duke of Kent and, and Dodie El Fayed. I'm like, what the heck? And then I spilled orange juice right down my dress. Anyway, I was clapping too hard. <laughs> I can just see you walking into the halls of influence and you won't even have to open the door, it'll open for you. And the word that I had written down for you both here this morning that God spoke to me last night was from Revelation. And it talks about how in Revelation, God opened the scrolls. But he just kept opening the puzzle. He just kept opening the puzzle. And it's a puzzle. There's, there's stuff that puzzles you at the moment of the way forward. And you're puzzled and you're like, and then you try to work it out and then it doesn't work out. Doesn't ministry be like that sometimes? But I just, in the, in the book of Revelation, God just kept opening another scroll and another scroll. And it's like endless scrolls. But he opened them because he has the power to open the scroll. And I sense that God's going to open the puzzle. He's going to open the puzzle of government. He's going to open the puzzle of government. He's going to open the puzzle of the things that other people have tried to nail shut. And it's almost like I can see the spirit like a crowbar putting his the crowbar under that lock and lifting that lock. And you won't have to do it because the rumble in the jungle, the rumble under the church is happening and God's going to do it by his spirit. And he's going to open scroll after scroll after scroll. And you're going to stand back in awe at what God's done. That's a good word. I wish someone prophesied that over me. <laughs> Just before I don't preach my message. Um, (laughs) Jacob Long. Wonderful, eccentric, wonderful Jacob. I saw in my spirit last night an envelope in your hand and it was like, you know sometimes when you get home and there's letters on the mat and you're almost scared to open them because they usually involve bills or (laughs) is anybody with me there? I got this fear. I start, like I really had to go to God with the fear I had about what was on the mat. It's just weird. 
but that's because of a long running court case. <laughs> um, but I can see you opening an envelope and it's going to be unexpected news and it's going to be financial. And it, but it's not going to be like a check. It's going to be an opportunity. And, and I almost felt like God wanted to say to you today, don't be afraid to open the envelope of your future. Don't be afraid to do it. There's almost been safety in what you've known. Uh, and God's taking you into an unsafe zone. And, and there's something in you that you really want it, but then you don't want it at the same time. It's like you're torn. And God would say, do not be afraid of what is in the envelope of the unexpected. It's actually, it's actually the steps to your next. And I feel like God wants to say to you that God has the steps to your next. Uh, your steps are ordered by the Lord, not by Jacob. And your steps are not even ordered so much by what's around you. They're ordered by the Lord. And he's got exactly what you need for your next in Jesus' name. Amen. And then, um, where are my beautiful friends? Where's your husband gone? Has he gone home? Okay, this is a word for him. Serves him right for going home. This is for both of you. Generations will rise up and call you blessed. And you've shared with me a little bit of your story the last couple of days. It just made me love you both more. But generations will rise up and call you blessed. We have a guy in our church who was a bit of a gangster in Liverpool. Not a nice guy at all. He got, though your husband's a nice guy, but this guy was not a nice guy. And God radically got hold of him. And now every week we have teams that go into prisons. Nearly every Sunday there's like 30 hands in prisons. Our teams are going into different prisons around England. And this guy goes in and he shares his story and prisoners are getting saved. And they're getting released and they're sitting in church. So now we have to lock up our handbags. But not because they'll steal them, but because we don't want to put that temptation in front of them to reoffend. And we're seeing rows of prisoners. And in actual fact, just recently, I shared... Oh, God, this is all coming out. I'm not even going to get... I'm just going to have to kernelize the message. Um... So let me tell you a little bit of what's going on in my life and then this will make sense. Okay. So I thought I would never know who my father was. And about two years ago, I spat into an Ancestry.com tube to find out where I may have come from on the other side. Long story short, there was a match on Ancestry.com and I was matched with a brother. Now I know who my father is and I've met some brothers. So I was in church just recently. I'm going somewhere. Trust me. Come with me. I was in church recently and I was sharing in the pulpit about God is writing a beautiful redemption story where the rapist will know Jesus. In our location that Sunday was a prisoner who had just been released that week 
and his conviction was rape. And he was radically touched by God. Prisoners will walk into this house because of your story. And at the moment, you want to move as far as you possibly can from that. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now that God is going to use the experience of your family. And there'll be some really rough people that come in here. But that's what church is about. Church is about mess. We're too tidy. Your carpet might get stained. That is the word over your life. And then there will be generations that thank you because of your story. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I feel like I want to shift something in the spiritual realm and then I'll preach. I wonder if you'll stand with me right now. And my message today is about delay. It's called the second exodus. It's about delay. And I sense in my spirit that there has been a delay in many lives and in this house. And I'm going to preach about dealing with the delay. But then God said to me, I don't want to delay anymore. So I'm up the creek without a paddle right now. And when I was in Australia over the summer, I read this verse in Revelation and it says, and there will be no more delay. And I secretly wished in my spirit that related to a court case that we were going through where we had been sued for £535,000 for the last 14 years. Long story, we walked away from that four weeks ago for £1,000. It's huge. And so that verse in Australia was, there will be no more delay, was about what I was asking God for. And I sense in my spirit this morning that there's a shift happening in the, in the heavenly realms this morning over many lives and over the life of this house. And I, I want to be the breakthrough agent for you this morning. This beautiful lady here, I was looking across at you, yeah, beautiful you. God's hand is on your life. God's hand is on your story and your journey. God's hand is on your family. God's hand is on your family. You may not see it, but His hand is on your family. Your whole family will know Him. Beginning to end, top to bottom, your whole family will know Him. And you will know freedom in your heart. The freedom you you search for, you are going to know it. Deep inside, there's going to be a freedom. And I spent many years trying to find my freedom from rejection. Rejection has been written as a story all over my life because of where I've come from. Spent many years battling and God has freed me. And God's going to free you. He's going to free you completely of the things that have embattled you and held you back. And you will not recognize yourself because of what God's going to do over your life. So what we're going to do, church, we're going to turn church into a zoo right now, right? And if you need breakthrough this morning and you need a shift in your life, whatever it is, I want you to come to the altar right now. And we're going to believe God that God's going to do something really powerful. Don't delay. God's waiting for you right across this place right now. We're going to believe that God's going to shift some stuff in the presence of God this morning.
this okay, Pastor Steve, that I'm not like, I've got 15 minutes to preach my message? It may not happen at all. <laughs> it may not happen at all. I wonder actually, oh no, I was going to ask the singers back, but they're at the altar. Stay there. Stay at the altar. Stay at the altar. I want you to lift your hands to God right now, right across this place, that you're believing for stuff that have not shifted. Listen, I believe for 14 years for something and it's just shifted, which means God is up to shifting stuff. He's up to moving stuff. In actual fact, sing a lady in the orange, in the Dutch orange. I wonder if we could have a strong man just behind her right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, just shift, just lift that thing, take that thing off her life right now in the name of Jesus. Just move it, move it. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, every lie, I just take it off her life right now in the name of Jesus. Father, got a massive shift in the spiritual realm in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Right across the front here, be lifting your hands to God, believing God to touch you and change you in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Shift that thing, Father God, shift that thing, the thing that has polarized her mind. In the name of Jesus, Father, I free that thing off her mind. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name that is above every other name. The name that is above every voice. Silence the voice of doubt in the name of Jesus. Right across the front right now, lift your hands. Father, I move these people right now in the spirit realm in the name of Jesus. Father, bring a shift about in their lives. Bring a mighty change and a mighty shift. Father, where things have been unfathomable and impossible. Father, I speak a new word in the name of Jesus. I speak change. I speak a turnaround. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that nothing is too hard for you and that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And Father, I command right now in the spiritual realm, I command a shift in Jesus' name. Father God, where things have been held up and delayed, Father, I demand a shift in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everyone look at me right now. Actually, before I go there, I'm coming to my friend. Someone stand behind her. Father, in the name of Jesus, the years and years that the locust has taken from you, Father, that your word says we will, when you restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, the touch of God upon her life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I wonder if Lisby and Steve could just come to the front here now. I'm going to lay hands on you suddenly. (laughs) I'm going to pray over this house right now that we have a shift. Look at me church right now we are as a house also in a situation where we have cast vision 
and we have waited. And my word this morning, listen to the podcast from the first service. My word was about how when we are in delay, we start to build a festival to frustration. Like they, the children of Israel did when they, when they built a golden calf. And then they called it a festival to the Lord. It wasn't a festival to the Lord. It was a festival to delay and their own frustration. And they lost vision between the casting of vision and God moving them on. And I I feel to speak a word over this house this morning. In Jesus' name, lift your eyes again to vision. And then what happened was Moses was, he, the first tablets he had in his hand, he smashed them in frustration at, at people's attitude to the delay. But then God told him to pick up new stone. It had the, he had to write the same message on the second stone, but the second stone looked different because no stone looks the same. And the way God outworks vision in this house, the vision hasn't changed. The vision hasn't changed for people's lives to be touched and people saved and the church to grow. But the way it happens might be different to what you expected. Do not place your vision in frustration, but put it back in the in the, the vision cast by this man and woman of God in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to reach your hands towards Stephen Lisby right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, I shift things in the heavenlies. Father God, where the enemy has tempted them to be frustrated by delay. Father, I thank you that you're writing the vision again. And Father, the tablet might look delayed, but Stephen Lisby, it's not delayed. Because it's been written in such a beautiful way. In a way that would blow your minds. There will be provision and it will be done slightly differently and it will be around the back door and there will be different officials and different people involved. But God says, I have the same purpose for you, the same vision. I have not changed what I'm saying to you, says the Lord. Do not puzzle in your mind and try and turn things to look different. But God says, I have the same thing. I say the same thing again. The scrolls will be unpicked. The puzzle will be turned. The ship will go in the direction you are directing it. You do not need an outside word for what God has placed in your hearts as leaders of this house. You do not need another man or another woman to say, go this way or that. You only need to hear what the word of the Lord has already placed within your hearts as the mother and the father of this house. Hold on, says the Lord. Hold on to that which I have placed within you. Father, re-envision them today. Re-envision them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, come strongly upon their lives again, Lord God. Anoint them, Lord God, as the apostle that they are, Lord God. As church builders that they are, Father God. Encourage their hearts. Now, church, let me talk to you. I've got nine minutes and I haven't preached at all. I knew this would happen. We can get so frustrated in delay. And we get critical and we get cynical in delay. And we become a pastor's worst nightmare in delay. 
But we're going to buy back into the promise of God today. Because he might be writing differently on the tablet of your life. He might be writing differently on the tablet of this house than you thought would happen. But he's still writing the same thing. He's still writing the same thing. And if you've been frustrated in your personal life with delay, I want you just to shimmy your way to the front here quickly right now. And you might be here already. (laughs) I almost bought that top. Very pretty. Hold on. Don't quit. There's been a temptation come your way that would try and swing you. God said, if you just hold on just a moment longer, the promise is coming. The promise is coming. As I said in the first service, delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. And I can see generations following you. Generations in the house of God following you. And that seems a crazy word right now. Generations in the house of God. Hold on. Don't let go of him. Don't get angry at him. We all do it occasionally. It's all right. He's big enough to handle anger. Father, bless this lady. Bless this lady, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Pray, come and sit with her. Father, she's she sat in your presence from time to time, Lord God, and thought, God, you're not there. And pray that your word would begin to be like a rich tapestry to her again. Give a scripture that means the world to her in her night. Jesus for those of you that are frustrated by delay lift your hands to God right now where's Monique so I can pray for these come here out of all the people in this church you are the two that I want to steal the most God's going to put a new word in your hearts you're, you're gentle and you're kind and you're beautiful, but God is making you strong. He's putting, he's putting a breakthrough spirit within you both. And the way a breakthrough spirit is one is because you have to break through something. And the reason why the barriers have been there around your lives is because God is, is training you. He's training you in the school of the spirit. And I remember when Dave and I were young, we first went to England we used to put a knife and fork on the table and ask God for dinner and now we're believing for millions of pounds and the hardship you've been through is not something you can curse it's actually been God because he is making you agents of breakthrough in the spirit and people will come into the kingdom because of both of you standing and having done all to stand. And God would say to you today, well done, my good and my faithful servants, because you have stood when nobody else would have stood. You've smiled 
through your pain. You've loved beyond measure. And God would say, you have won the battle. And Father, I pray over these two beautiful people today, Lord God, the breakthrough that they desire. Father God, that you would come now that they have won, they've won the battle, they've done it. And Father, I pray for an evidence of what they see in their heart. I pray for a massive breakthrough, Lord God. Massive provision for them. Massive provision for them, Father God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added. I pray, Lord God, that you would add to them mightily and incredibly touch their lives, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Father God, let's just pray one more time. I know I'm running out of time and I've not even preached. But this is good, isn't it? This is good. Father, let's pray over delay right now. Are you ready? I don't know about you, I like to create God's stuff when it ain't God's stuff, when I've got no God's stuff. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cease our striving. We just sit down in our spirits and we ask you to come. I pray that you would not only calm the storm, but you'd give people a word in their spirit. And that's all we need is a word in our spirit. I pray, God, that you'd place vision in hearts again that have been frustrated in delay. Place vision in people's hearts. This lady right at the end here, this lady in the floral t-shirt right at the end, Father, in the name of Jesus. I just pray, breathe upon her heart again, Lord God. Touch her again. You thought he couldn't come again, but he is. He's coming again to your life. He's coming again to the things that have been so hard to accept. And he's going to change some things. Hold on, be strong. God is going to change some stuff up in your life in Jesus' name. Do you know, I want to do one more thing in these last few minutes. The reason I step up one step at a time is I have two artificial hips. Okay. We're going to pray for your building. Amen. We're going to call it into being this morning in Jesus' name. We're in the same place, so I'm selfishly praying the same prayer. Come on, Jesus. So if you're with us, raise your hands to God. We're going we're gonna to call some things into being. We're going to call things that are not as if they were right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we call forth this building. But more than that, Lord God, we call forth the people that will be in the building. Father, we speak to the heavenly powers over Amsterdam and over this nation, Father, in the name of Jesus. And this morning we call people out of religion. We call people that have never known you. We call people out of Islam and refugees. Father, we call them into this house. We call things that are not as if they were. 
Father, we speak over the delay over this building and we say provision in the name of Jesus. We speak breakthrough over this whole situation in the name of Jesus. Father, may it come about. May it be powerful. May it be an incredible testimony to the power of God. Now give Him a hand of praise, church. Give God a hand of praise this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe for some reason you've been you've been moving away from him and today I want to invite you to come back to him or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now, and I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then, straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past, and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.